2: Now, here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
0: Hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, content marketing strategist at Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And speaking of growth, that is what it is all about here, because we are getting into the third season, actually, of Mobile Heroes here at Mobile Presence. It's one of my favorite series because we get the inside track for you from the UA experts, the app marketing experts, the ninjas on how they move the needle on mobile growth. It's success that has earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. Helene Trumpeter, she is media manager at the weather company. Um, And if you're like me, you know it because you probably have the Weather Channel app somewhere uh, using on your phone or iPad, certainly the brand in my hand, full disclosure here. Uh, In any case, Helene, great to have you on the show today. Great to be here. So, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the weather company is vast. I think of the Weather Channel app, but that's just one thing. You know, you've got several apps. You've got that uber cool connection with IBM, with cognitive advertising, Watson, you know, how weather creates the conditions for relevant advertising and engagement. Loads of stuff going on over there. Very exciting company. But what is specifically your day job?
3: Sure. So I think, I think you said it when you said the weather company is vast. Uh, it certainly is. And my job is really twofold. So on one side of the business, and really the most relevant to mobile app marketing, I'm supporting the acquisition of our consumer-facing sites and apps. So those being the Weather Channel, as you mentioned, but also Weather Underground and Storm Radar, the domestic side of the business. So that includes everything from strategy, implementation, team, agency, and vendor management, real-time optimizations, down to the post-campaign analytics. So collectively, we determine who we need to reach, how we're going to reach them, what creative we're going to reach them with, and how we're going to keep them there once we get there. On the other side of our business, I'm helping to support the growth of our newly rebranded Watson advertising division. More traditionally as a marketer, you may think of weather.com as a place to reach your consumer that has Large scale or potentially contextually relevant place, depending on your product. And today, that area of the business still exists, but it's grown to so much more. We offer custom media, weather and location data, and artificial intelligent technology, both on and off property. So there, I spend my time on that side of the business, marketing to digital marketers, just like you and I and many of our viewers listening. Here we run a lot of social, native, video, and different thought leadership pieces that promote the brand um, as well as the solutions that we offer to marketers.
0: Okay, well, that's that's a load. That's a, that's a very impressive list of of things to follow. Which is, of course, one of the reasons, Helene, you are a mobile hero. You know, it's not just about being a UA ninja, although that's a big part of it. It's app marketing. It's that holistic engagement, re-engagement, everything that says, okay, you made the grade, you made that cut, you're a mobile hero, but it would be interesting to hear what are the qualities that you think make for a good app marketer and and maybe also a little bit of an, of an explanation why.
3: Sure. To me, a good app marketer really has to have the skills that are inclusive of both quantitative and qualitative analytics. You, you have to be able to not only work the numbers, but truly understand them, how to interpret them, and how to communicate them. Communication is is really a, a big piece in terms of how you're communicating to your customers, but then also how you're communicating performance internally. And I would also say that you have to be willing to accept change and take some risks. There are so many things that didn't exist when I started in this industry, or even last year or last month, really, So it's really important in such an ever-changing industry to embrace change and take some chances on new opportunities because it's really the only way that you're going to be able to discover and grow your audience.
0: So I mean that's the exact point here, Helene. You have you know severe weather conditions, but you also have to do your marketing basics. You have to have the right creative, the right ad copy. You have to be aligned with all of that. how do, How do you do that in sort of this this uh, you know marketing war room in this mission control when it's uh, severe weather conditions? Run me through how a campaign works.
3: Sure. Um, well, first off, I mean it's all all hands on deck. we have meteorologists, developers, creative, media, everyone is kind of all there to work together, and we really approach messaging in phases. So first, of course, is safety and preparedness, making sure that users are are prepared and being as safe as possible, then tracking the storm, then seeing the impact and aid. It's definitely a very busy time. Um, For example, if the storm shifts directions, as it did several times with Irma, we need new copy for search. We need new content for our videos on Facebook um, that cover, you know, the five things that you need to know. Um, we need this immediately, or it's too late. So we have to make sure, um, you know, that we're covering all angles of the storm, that we have all people involved, and that we're there for a quick, quick decisions. Um, and it, it's really great the things that we're able to do when we do that, especially in kind of that recovery time frame. We actually drove all of our house media, because that's another thing we run, all of our marketing on site and within app. And then the unfilled inventory, we actually used all of that to drive directly to the Red Cross after Irma and Harvey. And we actually drove over 150000 in donations. Um, so we are able to make some... Quick edits to the site and quick edits to the app to help um, also help people find shelter, help people find lost pets to get reunited with. Um, So there are definitely a lot of moving pieces, but everyone kind of there all together during that trying time is, is what makes
0: it work. Mm -hmm. And also, as you said, you know, not just uh, marketing, but being useful, because the whole idea is to get people to use the app often, Um, you know, not just acquire new users, but, you know, boost that retention of the users that you already have. So we have to go to break right now, Helene. But when I get back with you, I'd love to hear more about the formats that work, the strategies that work. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with some more hot tips
2: mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors hello i'm hector Elizondo, and i want to talk to you about getting older my body hurts my joints ache and sometimes i forget i forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. so yes my body hurts but it's not because of my age it's because i'm living my life don't let life pass you by Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Ho ho, Archie Fellow! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features. WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs.
3: We thank you for bringing us all here today letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are and we ask you to guide them to protect them and keep them here forever because this community needs them
1: visit
2: www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more webmasterradio.fm keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded we never stop do you mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Webmaster radio.fm.
0: And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, and we have today Helene Trompeter. She is media manager at The Weather Company, handling everything around app marketing. And uh, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, how marketing at The Weather Company, because of the nature of what you do, is you know partially about being just marketing, but very much about a mission because you need also to deliver useful content in the moment. I just want to hear a little bit more about the formats. We talked about the copy and the content that has to be you know ASAP. What about the formats that work best for you, Helene? What is it? Is it uh, push video, static, uh, a mix of all the above?
3: We do really well with animation in our creative. Something about you know the real life feel of how the weather is going to impact you over the creative does extremely well. So things like radar maps moving over your area or mm-hmm. raindrops animated over, you know, just a simple logo, Any, anything with like animation that, that really gets that feel of your weather and what the app can do for you and the benefit of the app tends to do really well. So we do run a mix of both push and static and search. Um, So we have quite the mix going, but I would say also that any type of alert messaging also does well. So that reminder that you can get a push alert to notify you the exact minute that it's going to start raining or that it's going to lightning or that it's going to snow in your exact
0: area um, does really well. So you're making a really interesting point about, you know, how it can, it doesn't necessarily have to be something super creative. It just has to show the ability of the app and what you can do with it, what the benefits are. If we think about the creative, because that's just really a hot topic right now, you know, what's the right creative, how to test it. Um, I've played in games where people say, you know, you pick the creative that you think won. And then most of the time in the audience at these conferences, we're absolutely off the mark, because we think it's one and the audience thinks it's another. Can you give me any example of how you either choose your creatives or even how you might have missed the mark entirely with one of your creatives?
3: Sure. So, so one thing I'd say um, that actually doesn't do very well for us that we thought would, um, since we thought it would be really relatable, is lifestyle creatives. So, So any type of lifestyle, like someone surfing or skiing, any any lifestyle image kind of misses the mark. And we see a very templated version do better. So using dynamic creative where we can kind of just mix and match different copies, have simple logos, and that real-time radar or raindrop or snowflake effect um, tends to do a lot better in terms of install efficiencies than and lifestyle, which is definitely the opposite of what we thought going into the actual
0: creation. That's interesting because you would have thought, you know, the lifestyle, what you do in the weather would really be the hit. But here it's just like that, that really cool effect of of just the raindrop that I'm personally addicted to, by the way, it was one of your, one of your uh, top creatives um, and remains that way. Um, What about the, um, the audience? for your app because you have an interesting kind of situation. If you had like a gaming app, you could say, well, you know, it's a certain demographic, it's a certain age, it's a certain region. You know, this isn't, this is the app for everyone, which is like a little bit, almost too much of a good thing because then you really have to think about, okay, I've got an older audience. I've got a younger audience. I've got millennials and everything in between. How do you approach that when you're segmenting or trying to make that match?
3: Yeah, segmenting can be really tough when when you're marketing a utility app. Um, you know, weather is something as you mentioned everyone needs, so it affects mm-hmm. your daily life no matter who you are. So for the most part, our most efficient targeting for the weather channel and even weather underground tends to be fairly broad, and we definitely do well with lookalike um, things like storm radar, which is one of our complementary apps. For users that want something in addition to their daily forecast. Um, and you know, they want something that has a visual depiction, or maybe they live in areas that are really prone to severe weather, like tornadoes or hurricanes. We're able to get a little more granular there. Uh, in terms of segmentation, you know, we, we focus on users that tend to be the daily users that have that daily habit, which does tend to skew a little older but overall it can be tough when you have something that everyone needs
0: so is there any special approach or any special um platform even say for example for the millennials you know they seem to be um i'm seeing a lot on snapchat for example i'm also seeing a lot of interesting cool stuff um and instagram as well i mean how's that working out for you
3: yeah, so Snapchat was actually really interesting this past storm season. So we had tested a Snapchat a while back. We're actually one of the first app advertisers. Um, and it did okay. It was new, our audience tended to ski older, so it didn't have the strongest performance. But we decided to retest it during Harvey and Irma, and we found mass success. And it was because we thought that millennials, you know they wanted to be the leader in their family. They wanted to be who was in the know, who was telling their friends and family who to be safe. Um, So we saw that it actually did really well among millennials as it was, you know, an outlet for the news for them and and how to keep their family and friends safe. So we found that Snapchat really worked best when we were targeted regionally during either a severe moment or a cultural moment, but wasn't as strong for us from an OES on national level.
0: And how did you approach that, again, for the, for the, because you have this, this specific sort of, you know, the raindrop, the snowflake, people want to see the weather, they don't want to necessarily be drawn back into lifestyle. How did you approach that from, from the campaign? I mean, how did you know you were hitting the mark with the millennials?
3: Yeah, so our our messaging really followed that severe path we took earlier. We we had kind of tracking the storm and then later it moved to, you know, the damage and aid in the recovery. Um, But we we found that that beginning phase, because millennials wanted to be in the know and they wanted to be early, was what was most strong. So we found, you know, from Harvey moving into Irma, that the most impactful time of the storm was the beginning. So we also heavied up in Snapchat in the preparation phase, because the actual, you know, radar images that we saw, the movement over the areas you are preparing for the storm was what resonated best with that demographic. So moving into additional storms that came and, you know, will come in the future, we're really going to focus early within the millennials.
0: I'm just curious when we're talking about, you know, that that targeting and that eventually also that retargeting, but first of all, you have to figure out who's the engaged audience? Who's the one to, to focus on? I mean, how do you define for yourself or what does it look like to you? What's an engaged user?
3: Sure. I'd, I'd say for us, um, you know, the most valuable user and someone that we consider engaged is someone who has created that daily habit. Of course, there are users of all types, those that come in and drink severe moments or maybe check monthly. But for us, our most engaged user is someone that has built that daily habit who really understands our product and features and and everything that our app has to offer.
0: And what about actually, because at some level, this is, um, you know, you want people to come back over time. I'm just curious when I'm thinking about sort of the calculations to get to High returns and highly val- valuable users. How do you see, for example, just the straight um, metrics of of say, for example, retention? What to you is retention?
3: For us, um, for retention, it is someone who ideally is coming back. You know, at least a couple of times a week. So we may look towards someone that you know maybe coming in twenty times a month. But we we do look at retention on monthly level, which I know for businesses is a really long time, but we want to make sure that they're not just coming in for one month. We want to make sure that we're bringing in qualified users. Um, So we want to make sure they're coming back month over month. So we evaluate our media based on our organic numbers. So we want to make sure that any type of paid media that we're doing is bringing in users that are... At least on par with what we see from an organic perspective.
0: And you look at those uh, media. I mean, it's it's interesting because. Um, You're waiting, you don't want to really wait 30 days. So what's happening in the industry is people are talking about, well, you know, I'm picking a, I'm picking these events that I'm optimizing to, I'm going to do predictive. Well, in your case, it's not LTV because it's not really about earning, you know, a subscription app or, or an in-app purchase app, but, um, you know, you do have to have those shortcuts because you can't, as you said, wait thirty days. Do you have any tips around that? Because you've obviously cracked that code, um, you're able to do that without waiting those thirty days.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, there there's so many other metrics to look at, and and some of those kind of short-term metrics that we look at, obviously cost per install. But in addition to that, we look at conversion rate, and um, which is. Incredibly important because a lot of times people forget that a poor conversion rate can actually hurt your app store ranking. So we look at conversion rates um, and we look at click-through rates, and we also look at you know how how the app is trending and where certain keywords are ranking.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we have to go to break right now, Helene. But I'm enjoying this sort of this practical deep dive. I'm going to indulge. Both of us in that after the break we'll come back. we'll talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of what you do and uh, how you succeed. So don't go away listeners. We'll be right back.
2: Mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Webmasterradio.fm.
0: And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove, and our guest today, Helene Trompeter, media manager at the Weather company and also Mobile Hero, which is why you're on the show today. So Helene, before the break, we were talking, I was getting you to really talk shop. You know, we were telling you about the metrics you're looking and the KPIs and the the retention, you know, D30 retention. I'd like to continue in that right now and talk about, you know, what is the biggest challenge Do you see, we've talked about what the metrics that work for you, et cetera, but there are still challenges to deal with. What is, you know, maybe not your biggest headache, but what you have to focus on?
3: Sure. Um, I would say one of the greatest challenges that I believe all marketers face, especially any form of digital, um, like mobile, not just one that we face, is really finding that balance of brand versus return. Um, you know, being part of a large company or any new startup, you know, you really have a lot of people to answer to, whether that be internal management or stakeholders. They're often people that are looking for instant return that they want to see displayed from your marketing efforts. And I think that that can be a really big challenge when you're trying to foster your brand long term. Um, I actually recently read this really relatable adage article that focus kind of on the short-termism and the obsession that the digital space has with the short-term return. And I think that's the greatest challenge that we face is, you know, figuring out how to keep the brand on the forefront, how to manage things like engagement and retention um, while we have, you know, other people looking at that instant gratification. And I think you know, anyone who has investors or management, they want to see how how your dollars are working for you instantly. And it, it can definitely be a challenge to translate those long-term benefits. Um, but it's something that we're working on, as a lot of brands are. And I, th- I think as we see attribution um, move further and further and
0: get better developed in terms of its technology, I think we'll be able to do that. And of course, one of the things that happens when you move in that direction is you can also look at, you know, re-engagement, which I think is going to be a huge buzzword in the year ahead. It's it's early days, but are you looking at re-engagement? How are you approaching that? Because that's the whole idea that um, not just to get people to use it frequently, but to also reignite the dormant users and and uh, and and be consistent in your messaging to be engaging. How do you approach that?
3: Yeah, of course, um, we do. We do often have campaigns that are focused on kind of that lapsed user, so user you know who has maybe not returned in the last month, and we have to look at you know what what do we want to say to this user because it's going to be something different than someone that's already installed the app or a brand new user that might not know about your brand. Um, so I think figuring out what the creative and the messaging is that's going to work to kind of get someone reignited and re-excited and reinterested interested in what it is that
0: you have to offer is the key. And, you know, I started off with a buzzword. I said re-engagement. Um, uh, another buzzword, which is really, you know, top of mind, is we're, we're thinking more and more about cognitive advertising. Um, hot buzzword. How high is it on ra- your radar? Because you have the fun, I would say, of being able to uh, you know experiment and tinker around with things like uh, Watson. So what's that look like to you?
3: It's definitely high on my radar. And actually, one of the really cool parts about my job is that being the people who manage all of the inventory on our different websites and apps is we have the ability to test some of these new cognitive products as they come out. Um, so things like Watson ads, which are the first artificial intelligent ads that actually have speech recognition capabilities, we can actually run on our on our site and make sure they work <laughs> and make sure they are actually hearing you and they are actually being cognitive in nature and able to interpret and, and provide value. Um so definitely high on our radar and, and something that we hope to be using soon for our own marketing purposes.
0: I mean, that's the fun thing, isn't it? All the new technology, you get to uh, experiment with that. I mean, um, voice, uh, is is it—is it, is it going to be an interesting, st- I'm just a short answer here, just to lean. I'm just wondering how big of a challenge is that going to be for you as uh, you know, a media manager and app marketing expert when it's about AI and voice and not directly to people? I
3: think, if anything, it really just, you know, enhances the way in which we're able to communicate with consumers and makes it more of a two-way conversation. I don't, I don't feel that it limits or it's kind of technology is taking over. Um, but I feel like it really allows us to kind of personalize our messaging and and have a two-way conversation with a person and, and make sure that, you know, things, like our, our cognitive home screen, are relevant to user. Um, so for me in my app, our cognitive home screen actually changes the app when I open it to be Atlanta as my backdrop, being that's where I live, um, and things like the allergy tracker popping up and things that I'm actually needing in my daily application.
0: Okay, and of course, since you are a mobile hero, uh, listeners, you can also read up on Helene and any of the other mobile heroes in the series. Just check out their dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.io. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor in Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com. Mobile Groove is also where you can find my portfolio of content, marketing, and app marketing services. It's a wrap of another episode of Mobile Presence, so be sure to check out this and earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio simply by searching under mobile presence so until next time remember every minute is mobile so make every minute count